You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, an unlikely duo uses their platform to cover local high school sports. I consider myself, I don't know, we're, we're fans of the game. Plus, for decades, a volunteer usher has welcomed music lovers to the Eastman Theater, and now she's being ushered into the spotlight herself. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for music. Don't you think that's true of all of us? All that's coming up from your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast, audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at rocvox.com. Local news coverage has been chipped away over the years, with fewer reporters covering fewer beats. And one of the consequences of that is a lack of local high school sports coverage. But there's still an audience for that content, namely the student-athletes and their fans. And locally, social media has given rise to a new kind of coverage. David Andrietta is the editor of City Magazine. He has this story. As the sun sets over the soccer field at Sutherland High School in Pittsford, students show off their school spirit in the bleachers. The Sutherland Knights and the Menden Vikings are crosstown rivals. The students are revving up their teams, but also hamming it up for a middle-aged couple on the sidelines they call primetime. They fight over us. So each student section will fight over us. Who's going to be louder for primetime? Who could get primetime? Who could be featured more? So they actually have, they actually have competition. Karen Iglesia is used to these rock star receptions. The 50-year-old married mother of two grown sons has attained unlikely celebrity as the face of Primetime 585, a nonprofit she founded with her husband, Gerard. The organization highlights school sports and encourages athletes to give back to their communities by taking on weighty matters like racism, poverty, and mental health. The Iglesias have galvanized sports teams to adopt needy families, help develop mental health forms for athletes, and hosted panel discussions on race and policing between law enforcement officials and young people. But mostly, the couple spend their weeknights doing what they were doing that evening at Sutherland, creating video coverage and commentary of a high school sporting event and blasting it out on their social media channels to tens of thousands of followers. I didn't think that I would be going to Delta Sonic and kids want selfies with me while I'm going to the, the car wash. I'm at McDonald's. I'm at, I can't go to Wegmans anymore. But, but, that's help, but that's actually happening. Oh, every day. Gerard works behind the scenes operating the camera. Do you get the love that Karen does? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always said, you know, that she's Michael Jordan and I'm Scottie Pippen. <laughs> the Iglesias are not trained sports journalists, nor do they claim to be. Her on-camera delivery is relaxed, but lacks polish. She doesn't know much about some sports. He shoots footage with an iPad or an iPhone, 
sometimes out of focus. I consider myself, I don't know, I, I, we're, fans. We're, we're fans of the game. They might label us as that, and I always say all the time, we are not something, I said, we are not journalists, and as a matter of fact. Primetime 585 social media platforms have become a go-to for many student-athletes. For them, these channels fill a gap left by sports departments of cash-strapped local news outlets. I spoke to Sutherland students Rex Kesselring and Charlie Holland. Do you follow her? Oh, I yeah. do, yeah. Everyone does. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram. She yeah. is her. 25 million views or something like that on the account. So. Is she a big deal? Huge deal. In Pittsburgh sports, or yeah, I guess Rochester sports. Yeah. Yeah. Strap in! All right, all right, here we go. Students routinely use words like genuine, authentic, and raw to describe their appeal. Primetime 585 social media channels have 25,000 followers, most of them teenage athletes and fans. They're the first to tell you that they're not quote-unquote real reporters. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a good thing. Oh yeah, no, I think it might be because, I mean, it just brings, it's like that amateur skill just brings so much attention to like our games because so many students are intrigued to like what she has to say. That was Owen Delaney, a senior at Menden. His friend, Cooper Ratham, also a Menden senior, chimed in. Right. They're, not, they're not questioning the star athlete. They're not questioning the most popular on the field. They're going around here. They're getting in the nitty-gritty. They're asking us. They're asking people over there. That's the people that go to Menden, not just who's on the field. Who's on the field, they're great. Great players, great people, but we're also great. The Iglesias enjoy a lot of love on social media, but they have their detractors too. Mostly people who take issue with their use of high school sports to bring attention to broader societal concerns. They're suspicious of her. They don't understand how we're not getting paid, right? We're not getting paid. We're using our own gas or, or our own time. And they're like, whoa, but what do you guys get out of it? And I said, okay, when you go, when you retire and you go golfing and you're golfing every day, what are you getting out of it? That's your hobby. When you're knitting all the time, when you're gardening all the time, what are you getting out of it? I said, this is just our pastime. There's no difference, right? Some people golf, some people knit. We do sports. David Andrietta is the editor of City Magazine. A version of this story appeared in this month's edition of City. You can find it on Stands Now or at rockcitynews.com. Hey, this is Megan Mack from WXXI, and if you're enjoying Earshot, subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. Catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson wherever you find your podcasts. The Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra is honoring a special usher who's been with them for decades. My colleague, Brenda Tremblay, wanted to learn more about her and her life in and outside the RPO. She has this story. Want, want to go outdoors? Yeah. Come here. But isn't this nice? I would not. A few months ago, Ginny Wilterdink gave away most of her stuff and got rid of her car. She stripped things down to essentials, a table, a sofa, and bird feeders. Look at it. I have lots of cardinals. They, they like to come here, but they're a little bit, 
they're a little picky about being around people. And it, but you see, if we're really quiet, he still comes. Ginny mm. right. herself mm. resembles a hummingbird. Yes, she has a slight frame, quick manners, and fluffy white hair. She thrums with energy. Her passion for nature, music, and people kindled when she was growing up in the woods in Maine. When I was about four, I think, my mother was in the hospital in Calist, Maine, and my dad took me to the hospital to see her. And I saw all these young women with these little white hats and the black band and their white dresses and shoes and stockings. And she remember, I was a little country girl, and I became in love with nurses. After high school, she attended nursing school and earned a degree just in time to enlist in the Army Nurse Corps and set sail for the Philippines. General Eisenhower informs me that the forces of Germany have surrendered to the United Nations. The flags of freedom fly all over Europe. When the uh, war in Europe was over and we had this big celebration, singing songs on the upper deck, I still see that. You see these, these things you see when you're young on the upper deck of this huge ship which had three or four general hospitals all going to Manila in preparation for invading Japan. After the war, her nursing skills led her on one adventure after another, from serving as an attendant aboard early propeller-driven airliners to founding a preschool in Penfield in the 1950s. After she retired from a long career in nursing, Ginny's expertise landed her here. It's Eastman Theater, downtown Rochester, New York. For decades, she served as an usher for the Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra concerts. At first, Jenny says, she was employed as an usher and a nurse. And a couple of really bad things happened to me. I mean, like one night, this woman was having a problem. So I was walking down the aisle in the, on the main floor. And the, I still, bad things, they still... And all the light, the oxygen stopped, all the lights went up because she walked out of her seat and she got to the aisle and she fell flat on her face. And here I was walking down the aisle saying my prayers, oh God, I hope she's not dead, you know, because that happens. By the time she'd reached the woman, a couple of doctors in the audience had jumped up to help too. The lady was all right, she says. She'd just fainted. For 30 years, Ginny Wilterdink has cared for patrons at the Rochester Philharmonic Orchestra. She loves the music as much as talking to the people coming in. I, you see, I'm usually now on the mezzanine in the third aisle, and they come and they're looking, and I encourage them. I said, it's early, you can go through. I said, when I first came here to work, I used to wander all through this building because it's so beautiful, and I encourage them to do that. This weekend, she'll walk on stage. The RPO will recognize Ginny with a special citation for her 100th birthday. I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for music. Don't you think that's true of all of us? I mean, we, we need music. You, you heard my radio. That, that's WXXI that I, I have on a lot. No, music is, it's, and the RPO, because it's one of the reasons why I've lived so long, you know, that's right. 
because I've been an usher there. I've heard a lot of good music. Her favorite? Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. Ginny Wilterdink will celebrate her actual 100th birthday on October 13th. In addition to her night in the spotlight at the RPO, she'll also be honored by the Master Gardeners of the Cornell Cooperative Extension of Monroe County. They're planting a special tree in Highland Park near the Poet's Garden. That's another place, Ginny says, that inspires her passion for life. Brenda Tremblay is a producer and morning host on Classical 91.5. That's it for Earshot. Subscribe to our podcast to get new episodes in your feed every Friday. Find even more local news on our website, wxxinews.org, or follow us on Twitter, at WXXINews. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.